Welcome to the Epiphany Lutheran Church podcast. These messages, based on a biblical text, interpreting the hearer's situation, informed by Christian teaching, creatively proclaim the crucified and risen Jesus of Nazareth for forgiveness and new life starting now. Epiphany Lutheran Church is located in South City, St. Louis, Missouri. Our vision is to be a community that puts Jesus first, neighbors second, and ourselves third by gathering to be served by him so we can grow to love as he loves. Learn more at epiphany-stl.org. That's epiphany-stl.org. Our sermon text is from our gospel reading. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. This is our text. Congregation may be seated. So what does freedom look like? When you hear the word freedom, you may think of an image of arms breaking loose from the shackles that had bound them, or of birds soaring skyward from an open cage. Maybe freedom makes you think of a rugged mountain man dressed in leather and fur and living off the land in the wilderness. Freedom maybe looks like the patriotic Minutemen standing up against the tyranny of the British crown. Freedom is a college freshman stretching and exploring in his new environment filled with choices. Freedom looks like a white sand beach, palm trees, an all-inclusive resort, and 10 days of vacation with absolutely no agenda. Freedom is eating, drinking, reading, watching what you choose, when you choose to do it, and going where you want to go, how you want to go, when you want to go there. Freedom is living without constraints, without restrictions, without inhibitions. Freedom is the great goal of this American experiment and the great virtue and aspiration that is supposed to well up naturally inside every human being. This is what freedom looks like in our world. And these are the ideas that flood our thoughts when we think of freedom. Now, today we celebrate the Reformation and we run smack into the idea of freedom. And not surprisingly, we are inclined to understand the freedom of the Reformation in terms of our standard ideas about freedom. And you know the Reformation story and you think about it in your American way. You remember the story unfolded five centuries ago. Martin Luther was a devout Augustinian monk, and he was trying hard to find peace with God. And yet, no matter how much he prayed and fasted and confessed or deprived himself of sleep and other comforts, nothing he did could ever give him the assurance that he was right with God. And finally, while preparing his lectures in the book of Romans, everything changed. Studying the text of Romans, it suddenly hit him that the righteousness of God was not something he had to earn, but was a gift that had been earned for him in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Luther learned that by God's grace alone, through his God-given faith alone, Luther had received the gift of righteousness with God through Christ alone. His own works 
His own efforts had nothing to do with any of it. Luther was freed from the condemnation of his own sin. He was freed from the guilty weight of his inability to keep God's law. This is the message, of course, of the gospel itself, and it is the central teaching of the Reformation. But what comes next? The story usually continues something like this. Having discovered the gospel, Luther started to teach the truth about how a person is made right with God only by God's grace. But the church leaders branded him a heretic and demanded that he retract all that he had written and all that he had preached about forgiveness of sins by grace through faith in Christ alone. Luther refused and told the Pope that he would not submit to his authority anymore. In fact, Luther told the Pope a few more choice things, and so he struck a sweeping blow for freedom. At least, that's how the story is usually told. And now, according to popular understanding, because of Luther, no one has to listen to what the Pope says. Because of Luther, no one has to be taught how to read and understand the Bible. We can all just read it for ourselves and figure it out. Because of Luther, no one has to follow rules made up by the church. Because of Luther, the authority of the church is gone, and now the focus is on the individual who has been set free. Because of Luther, no one has to believe the things that are taught. We're free to think and decide for ourselves. Because of Luther, we are told, all the old superstitions and fears are swept away. No more relics, no more pilgrimages, no more fasting, no more purgatory, no more praying for penance, no more slavery to the church hierarchy. Because of Luther, we are freed from the tyranny of having to keep the law. Now, we have Christian freedom to do whatever we like. Now, because of Luther, Freedom reigns. That's how the story is often told. And when we tell the story like this, everything seems familiar and sounds right. And we realize that the story fits in nicely because Luther is discovering the same kind of freedom that we cherish as Americans. Freedom from constraint and freedom from restriction. Freedom to be and do whatever we like. And while this is the way that Reformation freedom is very often taught and understood, it's actually not the freedom of the Reformation at all. The idea of Christian freedom as license and freedom to be self-determined is all wrong. The Reformation did certainly bring freedom, but not the American kind of freedom that we have all been taught to love. Reformation freedom, in other words, true Christian freedom, is not the same thing as the freedom that we have come to expect and cherish in America. American freedom is centered on individual rights and self-expression. The kind of freedom that Luther learned and that Luther taught is centered not on individuals, but on God's will. It doesn't look like American freedom at all. Reformation freedom is the kind of freedom that is taught and given by Jesus. And there is a great big difference between Jesus' freedom 
and American freedom. We all know what American freedom looks like, but what is Jesus' freedom all about? Well, he tells us. Actually, he tells some of the people who were attracted to his teaching and were hanging around and listening to him, but weren't really following him as disciples. Jesus wants these people to be more than interested spectators and nonchalant believers. He wants them to quit holding back and taking him on their terms. He wants them to recognize his authority as the Messiah and Lord. He wants them to be disciples. No more sitting on the sidelines, no more watching, no more holding back. And that was Jesus' point when he told these fringe followers, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, Jesus gives us here a clear succession of interconnected realities that we need to understand. So let's work it backwards. The freedom of Jesus, that's where it all ends, free, comes when you know the truth. And the only way to know the truth is to be the disciple of Jesus. And the only way to be Jesus' disciple is to continue in his word. And the only way to continue in his word is to hear what he says, believe what he says, and do what he says. In other words, no one is ever free until he is following Jesus. No one. And just like that, we see this dark difference. Freedom's not about doing what you want, the way you want to do it, and when you want to do it. Freedom is not being your own boss and being the Lord of your life. Freedom, instead, is knowing and following Jesus and learning to do things his way. He calls the shots. Freedom is having Jesus as the boss. He's the Lord of your life. Now, obviously, this truth doesn't make sense to people who don't believe. And it completely contradicts our culture's obsession with individualism and the sovereignty of self and myself as the truth and arbiter of all reality. Jesus teaches us that freedom is only possible when you are his disciple. Freedom is only possible by learning God's truth and living according to that truth. That's freedom. You see, Jesus doesn't give a freedom that turns you loose to do whatever you feel like doing. Jesus does not set you free to pursue your passions or to fulfill your potential. Instead, Jesus invites you to know him and to know his truth. And knowing his truth is the only thing that sets you free. To know his truth, you receive what he gives. You study what he teaches and you do what he tells you to do. You conform your thinking, your willing, and your acting to his purposes. He gives you his forgiveness. He gives you his direction. He is the Lord. What he says is what matters. And what he says is, follow me. Do it the way I tell you and show you to do it. Your norm is God's will. God's law. That's what real freedom looks like. 
And here's the strange truth. To be free is to keep God's law. This freedom is not easy. And it leads to some surprising realities. You see, freedom is not an unexpected financial windfall that empowers you to vent all your pent-up frustrations at work, let loose with an angry tirade, and triumphantly storm off the job never to return. No, freedom is respecting your impossible-to-please boss, praying for the success of your employer, and doing your job cheerfully and efficiently. That's freedom. Freedom is not being able to love anyone you choose to love or being sexually active in whatever ways make you happy. No, freedom is living a chaste life, keeping your passions in check and honoring God's plan for marriage by loving the spouse you've been given or living patiently and purely in your singleness. That's freedom. Freedom is not picking and choosing the people you like to hang out with, friends who you like and who make you feel comfortable and at ease. No, freedom is spending time with people who do not interest you, who make you feel nervous because they are so different from you, and then investing your time and your resources in those people, even when there's a very good chance you'll get nothing in return. That's freedom. Freedom is giving your chronically grouchy and nasty neighbor the benefit of the doubt yet again and letting him take advantage of you, even if that means forsaking your own legal rights in the process. That's freedom. Freedom is swallowing your pride and realizing that your opinion is not better or smarter or more important than everyone else's, and then wholeheartedly going along with the ideas of the person or the committee who's been given responsibility and has made a difficult decision. That's freedom. Freedom is not fighting and maneuvering for the perpetual preservation of the church that you've always known and loved and financially supported. No, freedom is letting Jesus be the Lord of his church and trusting him to care for the church no matter how it makes you feel. That's freedom. Of course, all of this is quite mysterious as far as the world is concerned. Actually, for most people, it makes no sense at all. But disciples of Jesus know a greater truth. They know that when you just do what you want, when you follow your own path and choose your own reality, you're not free. You're just a slave to your own passions. When you do your own thing and insist on your own way, you are enslaved. When you live for yourself and follow your dreams, you're just turned in on yourself and your life is bankrupt. It's a waste. Real freedom, the freedom that only Jesus gives, the freedom that Luther discovered and taught the freedom that we celebrate today on Reformation Day is not a license to live as you please or to pursue whatever dream you decide is important. Real freedom is simply a life lived in sync with God and his will. Real freedom is doing what God created you to do the way that God created you to do it. That's freedom. That's what Jesus taught.
That's what Luther discovered, and that's what we celebrate today. Don't expect people to agree with you when you tell them that real freedom means keeping God's law. For most people, it's a ridiculous idea. And even many Christians believe that freedom means no limits, no rules, and doing what feels right to them. Don't be fooled by this wrong thinking. You are a disciple of Jesus. Disciples of Jesus know what freedom is. You know that freedom means staying grounded in Jesus. You know that you are forgiven by his life and his death and his resurrection so that you can be all that God created you to be. You know that freedom means living according to God's plan. Freedom does not mean doing your own thing. It means doing God's thing. And when you live in the freedom of Jesus, you are a powerful witness to the truth of Jesus. The life that you live is far more convincing than any other argument that can be offered for Christian truth. The joy you have in the grace of Jesus and the joy you show when you follow Jesus and keep God's law is a powerful witness to everyone around you that Jesus' freedom is real freedom. You are a witness to God's truth. Your life declares that truth. It's real and it is right. That's what we celebrate here today. Reformation freedom, Jesus' freedom, your freedom, your freedom to know Jesus and to follow Jesus. Amen.